Hey guys, welcome back to MacTax. We have Tragudi here today, BitPay CFO. Pleasure to have you here. Likewise, Justin. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background as an insurance partner working in an accounting firm uh, and how you ended up at BitPay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I joined BitPay about two years back or something. And prior to joining BitPay, uh, I was an audit and assurance partner at Aprio. It's uh, one of the top tier CPA firms uh, based in Atlanta. Uh, I was there about 12 years and my specialty was really technology uh, companies. So I did a lot of fintech, software, SaaS, and blockchain started becoming a bigger chunk of what I was doing. Uh, so I got, uh, to, got the opportunity to actually work on BitPay, uh, our first audit client uh, back in 2014. And really that's how I kind of started my blockchain journey with BitPay. Uh, and, and I guess since 2014, I just figured that this is a very interesting space. And back in 2014, as, as you know, and most people know, there was really nothing out there in terms of guidance or guidelines for crypto companies. And, uh, you, you know, I saw what BitPay was doing, very innovative, very ahead of time. And uh, I just, you know, took this opportunity to learn more about the space and uh, uh, kind of educate myself and, and build a team uh, in the space and see what we could do to uh, help companies in the crypto space. So really started my journey with them and fast forward many years uh, later in 2020, um, I decided to jump ship and uh, kind of, you know, get all into blockchain and, 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 and do more than just what I was doing in the audit accounting space. So joined them as a CFO and uh, very excited uh, about the future of the company and the space in general. That's awesome. I know it's a typical, I was at PwC prior to starting MacTax, and that's a typical path for tax and insurance professionals where they'll be working on the client and then they'll make a jump to the client. And typically that's a win-win because the accounting firm's happy. They got somebody they know is there and hopefully they, they end up sticking around. Um, yeah. 2014, that caught my attention. That is very early for crypto and blockchain. I know myself, I don't think I even knew what Bitcoin was back in 2014. Um, I think people really started to find out when it had its first kind of big run up. Um, I think it was 2017. And what was that like working on a blockchain company so early in 2014? And, you know, where was the was the accounting firm skeptical of the technology? How how new was it were, were people doubting it uh if you could dive into that a little bit more i'd love to just just yeah. what that looked like great question and i guess the response will depend on who you ask the question so this is you know back then i was still an audit manager and actually we started working on them before 2014. bitpay has been around 12 years it's the oldest uh, crypto payment processing company so just kind of thinking of the, you know, how BitPay started, right? Early, the first company in the space, the first to do almost everything. Uh, and then back then, really, no one probably even knew what Bitcoin was. And then here we are the auditors trying to figure out how do you test something that does not, that you cannot touch physically? Like how do I test existence? How do I make sure ownership of assets belongs to the company? Um, and we didn't have any checklists, uh, you know, auditors and accounting firms. And, you know, as you can probably also relate, we are used to some sort of guidelines and framework and some sort of checklist where at least you can begin from. We didn't have any of that. Right. Um, that wasn't in the textbooks. 
Yeah, there, there you go. It wasn't. I mean, it probably still is kind of in progress right now. You don't find a whole lot in textbooks even now, right? Uh, but a lot of it uh, back then, we kind of realized that this is this is a space that's here to stay. Uh, and obviously, a lot of companies came, and a lot don't exist anymore. You know, there's a lot that happened in the whole, uh, you know, space since uh, 2013, 2014. Uh, but one of the things we realized is. In order to do what we need to do to service clients, it was important for us to understand the space, learn the space more than what an accountant typically would do. Uh, not necessarily become an IT auditor, so to speak, but work very closely uh, with IT uh, staff, IT folks to kind of bridge the gap in understanding the technology aspect versus what we need to do in terms of record keeping and auditing, uh, so to speak. So. I did end up spending quite a bit of my personal time studying the space, learning the space. In fact, funny story, I was a big time skeptic uh, of, you know, Bitcoin back when I started. I was like, what is this that something someone just created out of thin air? And now we are like trying to figure out how to test this. Right. Um, now he's gone. Nobody knows who he was. Right. Sounds like well, and then that's really what got started. And uh, and, and and yeah, just uh, I, I guess, you know, got into this rabbit hole, studied the space, and uh, tried to help companies, learned a lot from companies too, uh, uh, and now, you know, tried to help peers uh, educate what we learned. That's something I, I tend to discuss when I talk to other accountants, is if you're wanting to get into crypto and, and the NFT space, in order to help best serve clients, you kind of need to understand the tech a little bit. I'm sure you have a deeper understanding, but at least be maybe investing, buying a little bit and just seeing how it works because without seeing that and just looking at the raw transaction history, it's like, what am I looking at here? You you have no, I mean, in, in today's terms, you have no clue what Etherscan is or any of that. And I'm sure it was even harder to understand back then when there wasn't as much frequent trading, there wasn't as many articles to Google and read upon. Um, yeah, convincing so other partners to kind of you know understand this is this is what the space is this is what it takes uh, to i guess uh, help the help service the client uh and also getting the right kind of tool set uh, to do what you need to do right kind of softwares which back then didn't exist a whole lot so right how did you get a grasp on auditing something that you said you can't touch yeah, well, great question and a lot of auditors have already figured that out and they they kind of did back then um without getting to too much details one of the things we knew that we needed to do was uh, test ownership and existence of crypto assets on the blockchain and one of the ways to do it is you know etherscan or one of the block explorers right that's an easy public uh, easy way to uh, validate that a transaction occurred however uh, that's an external source that we as auditors one of the things in from an audit guideline standpoint if we are relying on uh, you know, a source like that, we need to know if the source, uh, you know, is reliable, number one, you know, is there proper integrity of information? Does the, the platform have the right kind of audit certifications like SOC 1, SOC 2, uh, which by the way, most platforms don't have that even today. And back then, absolutely, the answer was no. Um, so one of the ways was, you know, should we as a company build tools uh, to audit certain aspects of the entity, and, and we did. Uh, so uh, to, to some extent, we had to figure out cost uh, benefit uh, you know, of, do, of doing that. 
uh, was it sustainable? And if so, then you know what what is it we need to do to kind of limit the scope? So we got out a lot of those things, um, and and build certain tools to uh, get through audits. Also relied on a few sophisticated service providers to kind of help us through the process and auditing a company uh, in in the crypto space. Uh, yeah, so that was just kind of a high level of. I'm sure that the, I'm yeah. sure the the details on that were extremely difficult and and um, very technologically savvy to have to work out. Yeah, uh, get getting in. That's probably one of the biggest things I think people are going to be focusing on now as we move forward in this space is security, verifying ownership with the fall of FTX, for example. How do we know that these platforms have our have the individuals and businesses best interest in mind, which I think something like BitPay, hearing that they've been around for so long, hearing your background in the focus on proving out ownership. Um, how has BitPay evolved on the consumer side from an individual and business side of helping with facilitating crypto payments and, and holding crypto and digital assets, as well as the security side? Um, and I guess that's a two-pronged question. And and are you guys kind of leading the charge a little bit in some sense? Because there is no there is no real guidance out there, um, at least not probably to the level that you think there should be, and most professionals probably think there should be. Yeah, no, great question. So I guess a couple of things, and maybe I'll just give a quick overview of uh, and what it does. Uh, so about 12 years back, uh, we actually started with just offering Bitcoin as a crypto where merchants like AT&T and Microsoft, they are customers of ours, uh, can accept Bitcoin uh, from their customers using BitPay's platform. So that's how we really started. 100% of our business was accepting crypto on behalf of merchants like uh, Microsoft, AT&T, etc., uh, over time, uh, you know, kind of looking at the popularity of Ethereum, uh, we added Ethereum and then a few ERC-20 tokens. Uh, eventually, we added about uh, five different stable coins. So that's, uh, you know, that's the other crypto that we support. So today we support about 13 to 14 different cryptocurrencies um, where we can accept these crypto on behalf of our customers. Uh, one of the things why customers, merchants prefer this is uh, they... They don't have to touch crypto uh, because BitPay solves that kind of problem, right? In a way, they don't they don't have to go through the accounting, audit, and and tax considerations of having crypto on their balance sheet because all they get is a US dollar uh, next business day in terms of settlement from BitPay. That was a business product that we started uh, several years back. Uh, one of the other, they never receive the crypto. They can choose to elect only US dollars, and that saves a lot of tax compliance costs as well. Well, because actually, if they choose to, they can get paid in crypto too. It's their choice. So we give merchants the option, do you want US dollars? Do you want Euro, GBP, a few other foreign currencies that we support? Uh, or do you want Bitcoin or Ethereum, whatever the case might be? We actually have a um, I think about seven to eight percent of our merchants do take crypto or a portion of crypto. So, like ninety percent of their settlement is U.S. dollars, and remaining ten percent is Bitcoin. Uh, one of the reasons I'm assuming they want to do that is the best way to acquire a crypto is just that dollar cost average. You just get a piece of your payment in crypto, and uh, you right. know another way. Timing the market, not timing the market. 
Right, right. So that's you know that that that's some one of the reasons I could see why they would want to do that. Uh, but again, you know, like we do have a, a lot of enterprise merchants who prefer 100% fiat. It's just you know they get their money, whatever they build, minus a certain percent fee that we uh, hold back from the settlement. Um, the other product we offer is where we disperse crypto uh, as payroll. Uh, or as uh, uh, or as vendor payments or cross-border uh, international payments. Uh, and that's another way where companies uh, who are looking to make payments, uh, they could use crypto as a form of payment and BitPay does that. Um, in fact, uh, at run their, their payroll tax returns and issue W-2s and is all getting converted either to crypto or it's getting reported the US dollar equivalent on the payroll tax return and the W-2s for businesses? Yeah, actually, it's all U.S. dollars. It's all converted to uh, U.S. dollar. From a tax reporting side, the receiver of the crypto and the company paying the payroll does not see any difference because we work closely with the payroll provider. Uh, like, for example, in this case, ADP uh, is one of the providers that we work with, and uh, we make the whole process easy where ADP knows exactly what needs to be reported. Uh, even when crypto is paid out as payroll. Um, so that that's, that's, great. That, that's probably huge for NFT collections and creators to process payroll. And I'm sure it gives an advantage too to be able to settle transactions quicker. Um, I always thought there should be some type of median where it'd be great if the dollar could be digital sometimes and you could settle mm -hmm. things quickly instead of three to four days with an ACH or wait until Monday when the bank is open again to see it post in your account. I'm sure that helps speed up the transaction as well. Yeah, from a real-time payment standpoint, I think crypto can definitely solve that problem, right? Uh, NFT is different in the sense that, you know, again, depending on how liquid is that NFT, the valuation considerations can, you know, uh, take this to another level altogether. Uh, but if it's like Bitcoin and Ethereum, you know, you kind of solve the valuation problem just given the market cap uh, these cryptos have. So it makes right. it easier from a reporting side as well. Right. But I guess what I was trying to say is with an NFT project, they'll mint out a project, they'll get mm -hmm. 100 Ethereum, and maybe they don't want to deal with the burden, the tax reporting, the converting. I mean, they may be able to just process payroll for their operations through BitPay is a good solution for someone like them. That we could definitely give that a shot. Yep, depending on the use case of the project. Yeah, we do have a pretty um, uh, streamlined uh, compliance process that we follow as we onboard customers, etc. So once all of that is cleared, yeah, I mean, definitely the use case makes sense. Nice. That's pretty cool. That's something good to help bridge the gap between, you know, people owning a lot of crypto, wanting to pay, and then bridging that gap with, you know, compliance and payroll. That's yeah. a pretty cool product that you guys have. Yeah. Your first your question, I think I didn't, I kind of tangent, uh, did a tangent on your question, but you were probably even asking about the consumer side. So there are a few products that BitPay does offer uh, to consumers. Uh, and one of the things from a security standpoint, I think I heard you mention something on security, uh, the custodial wallet versus a non-custodial wallet, right? So I think one key uh, aspect is, uh, you know, if, 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 users, consumers are holding their crypto in a custodial wallet. Well, they just probably need to understand the risk of 
who's really holding those assets, right? Uh, you know, they don't have the private keys. So um, versus a non-custodial wallet where they own the private key, they can do, I mean, it's, 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 they, they hold the key to their wallet. Uh, so from that standpoint, BitPay does offer a non-custodial wallet. It's a free wallet and anyone can get it. Um, and, and BitPay has no access or control over it. It's the user's wallet, user's key. And um, that is one of the things that we support. That's awesome. So people can choose a custodial or a non-custodial with BitPay? Uh, yeah, like if, if consumers want to make payments using BitPay's platform, actually we, we are wallet agnostic. Uh, they can pay from any wallet. It could be Coinbase, it could be a BitPay wallet, it could be um, you know any other exchange accounts uh, that they have. Very nice. And what it, and what has been kind of your role these last two years? What's been your focus at BitPay? Um, I'm sure uh, on top of being just the general CFO, is there anything you're passionate about or something that you've already accomplished in these two years that's kind of moved BitPay forward in this direction of um, advancing more adoption of crypto and, and security? Yeah, great question. Outside of crunching numbers, which typically that's what finance people do, uh, I'm, I'm very passionate about the operational and strategic side of the company and uh, where we are headed. Very excited about that space. Uh, um, and also, uh, I think with my experience, uh, kind of knowing the technology to the extent that you know a finance person would would know, not necessarily developing and coding. Uh, but my background working with uh, probably over dozens of crypto companies and then coming to BitPay and taking them to the next level in terms of uh, sophistication, I, I, I'm very passionate about that uh, and uh, excited to be part of uh, the journey and the team there. That's awesome. I know, so part of what I do is help businesses stay in compliance with their tax reporting, whether it's businesses or individuals, whether they're you know running a crypto type business where they're accepting payments in crypto and paying expenses in crypto ordinary income ordinary expenses or they're a trader uh or personal just some side investment in crypto gains and losses maybe some other income so small crypto rewards staking rewards airdrops and in the nft world the tax reporting can be quite involved depending on the volume and the nature of the transactions um also it's the very first question on the u.s uh federal tax return have you bought sold received uh anything with using crypto uh so it's a very low bar for reporting um there's no de minimis rule you need to just report everything and everything is a taxable transaction with the exception of purchasing crypto with u.s dollars and self-transfers to and from wallets assuming no fees were incurred as a you know the, as a capital loss there. Um, do you find that the customers of BitPay uh, are experiencing or, or acknowledging that there is like a lot of reporting and whether it's tax or legal requirements now coming along with it as we reach further adoption of blockchain and digital assets um, with more and more people? Yeah, I think so, and especially now more than earlier as uh, there's a little more guidelines now than before. So there's clearly 
more clarity, more visibility, there's more enforcement, right? I mean, if you just think about IRS, uh, they recently had a significant increase in their resources. Uh, and, and we know for sure uh, they are a lot more savvy now than they were many years before. They, they have a lot more information and access to information now, uh, right? So uh, it's coming. I mean, you know, it's it's. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more enforcements down the line, uh, you know, more inquiries on tax filers who have probably not done a great job reporting what they needed to self-report. Uh, so uh, kind of keeping all of that in mind, it, it doesn't, I, I, I definitely think there's a lot more sophistication, even from a tax filer or a consumer standpoint. Uh, the, the, the importance of how you track the information a lot lot many times it may not be intentionally not reporting something it just may be they just didn't have the right kind of data source or you know way to gather the information or even retain the information uh, to report what they need to report but that's changing i mean we're definitely seeing that right the burden is on the taxpayer versus mm -hmm. getting a 1099 from your stock brokerage account mm -hmm. uh, we're starting to see some of our clients receive notices from the IRS and from the 2021 tax year where third party information is being reported and there's no basis in the trades. So the IRS is assuming the least favorable uh, right. because there's no crypto reported and it's assuming 100% uh, gains on the proceeds of a sale when in reality they purchased it for some amount at some point. So the basis really is not zero, but you have to tell the IRS as an individual or business what you did in crypto Otherwise, they're going to tell you for you what, and it's they're not going to make it the least favorable as possible, especially if if you didn't do the reporting. One thing I know BitPay is doing. We use Zenledger. We're um, partnered with them and and uh, tax professional through them. You guys recently have a partnership as well with Zenledger, which is part of uh, solving this hurdle, like you said, of not knowing and getting all the information in one place to do the reporting, tracking cost basis as you move crypto from one platform to another. Um, how is BitPay partnered with, with Zenledger and, and how is that helping people stay in compliance and do the right tax reporting? Yeah, so one of the one of the things that we offer to consumers is, uh, so through BitPay app, which anyone can download for free, uh, users or consumers have the ability to buy crypto to swap crypto, they can also sign up for a prepaid debit card uh, where they can load their crypto uh, you know, and it gets converted to fiat instantaneously. Uh, so we have users who are obviously getting in our platform doing all these things, right? So one of the reason, primary reasons uh, to partner with a company like Zen Ledger was to give our users the ability where they can aggregate use a platform, number one, to aggregate all their crypto transactions in a software that can calculate cost basis, that can calculate realized gains and losses and makes the tax reporting easier. Um, this is even before my BitPay, uh, before I joined BitPay, one of the common challenges I saw with a lot of crypto uh, hodlers or users uh, was uh, it, it's, it's kind of rare that they have just one account. Right, they they probably have multiple exchange accounts, multiple wallets. You know, the transfer in and out between just their own wallet, which is not a triggering event for tax purposes, and all of that is likely tracked 
you know, in, in, in Excel, maybe if you download everything, if you're able to download everything fine. You have a very ambitious person, maybe, but most yeah, of right, the right. Or, or yeah, or maybe, you know, just, I, I don't know, like a lot, lot could happen when you have a lot of transaction uh, sitting in multiple different uh, accounts and, and a platform like Zen Ledger, uh, we figured we'll make it easier for our users to aggregate all of that in one uh, one system where uh, it just makes it easier uh, for consumers to do their tax reporting. Right, exactly. Even moving crypto and any digital assets to and from a uh, ledger or cold storage wallet needs to, you need to track your cost basis as it moves to and from this way when you do eventually sell it, you can prop properly calculate your gain or loss. Um, so that's a that's a great thing that kind of BitPay is doing. It's kind of I feel like we're slowly making steps as as a as the whole crypto space to streamline and kind of tee up the next step of everything a consumer business needs to do to ensure that they're compliant from a legal side, a tax side. This way, they can keep focusing on what what they want to do. Um, and as this, I feel like it's more and more adopted. Um, the solutions are going to keep getting better and better and we'll eventually get more guidance um i want to get to new irs guidance on nfts but before i do what are your thoughts on the current nft market and how is bitpay helping uh nft creators and buyers yeah great question so i haven't had a chance to dig a whole lot into uh, the nft space outside from a creator nft creator standpoint but the NFT hodlers or holders, uh, I think one of the things from a tax standpoint specifically, it, it's no different than property, right? I mean, it's you know, that's how it's kind of viewed as. Uh, so if you bought NFT, you you sell it at some point, you're going to be taxed on it, a short term or long term, depending on how long you held it. Uh, I, I think the biggest question or the biggest thing with anything NFT, whether you're a creator or a uh, you know, just just someone who is buying and selling is the valuation aspect, uh, right? And and that's where I think there's a lot of, it's a gray area. Like, how do you value something that uh, it doesn't really have an active market, like an active, you know, market like a Bitcoin or Ethereum, so to speak, right? Or any other stocks or securities. Uh, there's a lot of judgment involved, uh, right? And I think that's where it kind of gets gray and, and lack of guidance just makes it a little hard. And in terms of BitPay, uh, uh, you know, again, uh, with BitPay, we are not, I wouldn't say focused on NFT, so to speak, but it's a digital asset. So we support, you know, 13, 14 different crypto assets. Uh, we support NFT platforms. Uh, if they want to accept payments uh, and, and be settled in US dollars or any other fiat, that's something we do. Uh, so from that standpoint, uh, you know, we, we, we help out uh, platforms as needed. Gotcha. Yeah, the, it, everything right now is property, and um, the new IRS notice is 2023-27 is the look-through analysis to classify some NFTs as collectible based on what is the NFT actually providing for its utility value. Is it linked to uh, a real collectible in a storage unit somewhere? Um, so hopefully we get some guidance in that side of the digital asset space of nfts and maybe they hopefully take this look through analysis all the way through so if you're buying a ticket it can be an expense for a business not considered property and you have to sell it to realize the gain or loss or you can just expense the whole thing up front 
as opposed to capitalizing it as as property. Um, that's it's great that Bit uh, BitPay does support too. It's you know easier adoption, easier for compliance and reporting purposes. Yeah, the classification is, uh, I think that is huge too. Uh, but again, you know, pending guidelines, which is subject to change, and uh, it might be a little while before something really concrete comes out. I kind of look at, uh, this is a little tangent, but uh, like FASB from an accounting side, uh, you know, they recently came out and said that they'll likely consider fair value uh, for crypto assets, which was not the case up until now where, companies were having to treat crypto assets as intangible assets. So you record that at lower of cost of market and impair the asset. So it's changing. A lot is changing in the space. And I think it might be a, a, not, not, too, not too much longer uh, wait time, but, but you know, uh, concrete guidelines on both tax and accounting will definitely help. Right. And I think the whole valuation, like you said, with NFTs is hard because it's not as much of a liquid market. You have typically a floor price and a top bid, and there's buys and sells um, typically on a collection of 1,000, 5,000, 10,000. It's not nearly the supply uh, and live update for a fair market value as crypto would be. So maybe there might need, need to be some delineation in the guidance, whether it relates to crypto or NFTs as opposed to lumping it all together as property. Um, yeah. The IRS guidance is asking for comments from the public from now until June. So like you said, I think we're, we're not there yet, but we're, we're getting there. We're getting closer as to more guidance. Yeah. So speaking on that, we touched on it a little bit. What are your thoughts on the future of tax and insurance when it comes to crypto, NFTs, and blockchain in general? Yeah, blockchain is definitely here to stay. Uh, distributed ledger technology has, you know, very unique features and attributes, which, and crypto is just one of the applications of DLT or blockchain, right? I mean, if you kind of look at just blockchain in itself, it, it has amazing sub-ledger capabilities. So I don't think that is going away anywhere. Uh, I think what will change eventually is the use case, uh, you know, a few year use case. And I think those use cases will continue to become more sophisticated. A more thought will be given and it's already given uh, in, in the very initial stages of building something versus after the fact. Um, several years back, you know, we saw the ICO bubble uh, and, you know, it, it, it kind of bursted in a not really great way. Uh, but uh, I think at that time, what happened was um, everyone wanted to do something in the crypto space. And, you know, here's a white paper, here's a token. And, you know, you go do things and, you know, it's not done the right way. I, I, I don't, I mean, I, I think that environment is changing a lot and very quickly. And we are seeing a lot more sophisticated uh, players in the space who are using blockchain and crypto for the right reasons. Uh, so I, I think that will continue to evolve with more regulations, uh, more clarity. It, it will just help, I think. I mean, yeah, it will not be easy path. Uh, and with regulations, it's also not going to be one size that fits all. Uh, and it will probably take a lot of time to kind of customize regulations based on unique uniqueness of the business. Uh, but eventually, I think we'll get there. Um, and... Uh, yeah, the sophisticated players who can stick around, uh, you know, up until then, I, I think there's, uh, there's, there's definitely a more optimistic path forward. 
Right. I agree. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of players sticking around. I mean, BitPay people still need to make their payments. Taxes still need to be filed. Uh, and crypto still needs to be reported, whether the market for crypto is going up or down. So there's still a lot of people building in this space uh, during during the downturns, during the up, during the upswings. Uh, I and I think the blockchain is crypto and NFTs, like you said, they are just good examples of all the all the things that are getting built on top of these technologies. And then you have other technologies being built as layer two on top of layer one applications, which is which is pretty incredible. So I guess what is next for for BitPay? You guys will continue to grow and support more. Uh, payments and more more currencies and more digital assets is that the is that the plan yeah pretty much i mean right now that's really what we are focused on is uh, you know making so one of the ways to uh, help uh, crypto adoption is making it easier for consumers and merchants to accept crypto uh, and then that's what you know we are designed to do we just make it easy for the companies who do, who don't want anything to do with crypto on their books because you know we take that pain and we deal with it uh, so yeah, I mean that's kind of our focus, like educate and innovate, and you know keep our eyes and ears wide open to see what our consumers and what our customers, merchants want, uh, and what can we do to help them with their business. Uh, like one of the things that feedback we hear from our merchants is uh, with letting their consumers pay with crypto, which is another form of payment. They're able to see an increased uh, increase in their sales. They're able to see an increase in share of their checkout, and we are like, okay, well, that's great. So it's clearly helping uh, customers, uh, our customers ex uh, as well, and we just want to make that experience really easy for them. That's great. So if a business is listening right now and they want to get started with accepting crypto or paying out in crypto, how how can they get started with BitPay? Yeah, they just go through our onboarding process. Uh, we actually, depending on the size of the business, uh, uh, there's a self onboarding flow where they can just literally get, you know, sign up on our website and it just takes them through the entire flow. Uh, they can reach out to one of our enterprise, uh, you know, account managers and uh, they can handhold and walk them through how they need to sign up. Uh, again, you know, we are a regulated business, so we do have compliance requirements that, you know, we kind of verify we do the KYC, KYB. If all of those check the box, then uh, they are ready to be in business, like, you know, start accepting payment the very same day or next day after onboarding. That's great. That's amazing. You see this as like when businesses start accepting credit cards, this is just the next step in easing the burden of business and customer relationship of transacting. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I actually think of BitPay as a, very similar to a credit card processor except that you know we are crypto in the mix uh but yeah i mean it's it's from a flow standpoint or you know it's it's kind of similar there that's great yeah i don't know any business that uh wouldn't want to get paid quicker or make it easier to get paid from their customers so that's it's really helpful to know you don't need to know a lot about crypto and you can start getting paid so mm -hmm. did you have any questions for me here before we wrap this up uh, no, I think you covered pretty much everything. It's uh, it's it's good to see uh, people uh, you know enthusiastic about this space, and always good to have a conversation this way. Yeah, of course. Hopefully, we brought some value to people, educated everyone a little bit. If you're a business out there, maybe consider signing up for BitPay, get started. You never know who might walk in and say, "I want to pay with crypto," or you get a new customer, and that's one less pain point for your customer. You're already set up, ready to accept that payment. Um, or pay out items in crypto if you're a business that is holding a lot of crypto.
but it was great to have you. It was great to, to chat. Hopefully we get to do this again soon. Likewise. Thank you, Justin. Thank you.